welcome back to another episode of Artist Avenue. Today I will be talking to the glorious Tom Wrights. Tom is an agent at Global Artist who started life in the industry as an actor. One of his most exciting ventures saw him in the HBO series of Game of Thrones. He then went on to assist in casting before joining McLean Williams and beginning his career as an agent. Tom now runs his select list of clients working in film, TV and theatre at Global Artists. So, sit back, relax and enjoy listening to Tom's insightful journey throughout the creative arts. And remember, an original is worth more than a copy. Enjoy the episode! So, my name is Tom Wright. I started off as an actor. I went to school as usual, did all the stage school stuff. And from that on then, I went to Lane Theatre Arts, um, where I learned so much about resilience and who I am and what I like. Um, and then after that, I went to Arts Ed then. Yeah, and then I graduated, came out, worked as an actor for a few years. And then from that then, went to work in casting for a short time um, and ended up then agenting basically so I was at McLean Williams um, which was great uh, and now I'm a global artist it's been a bit of a roller coaster really but I've loved it. Mm-hmm. And how was your drama school journey in the four three years essentially? Um, it was interesting um, I definitely felt like I said I learned my resilience at Lane and I learned that I think believe in your gut I think believe in your gut and know your ability know what you want to do. And I think with drama school, the biggest advice I can give is take what you need and don't take everything, I think. Because obviously a lot of these drama schools have a mold and a way of training, which is the same for everyone, you know? Whereas we're all different. As actors, of course, we've all got different ways of doing things. We've got different castings, different abilities, you know? So at the end of the day, I think you should go experience everything and then take away what you need to move forward. A bit like your, your toolbox, you know, what are you going to need in that toolbox? A lot of things you won't need because they're not right for you, you know? So yeah, it was interesting. I, I learned a hell of a lot in drama school, I think. And I learned a lot about what I don't want as well, if that makes sense. I think which is more valuable than what you do want a lot of the time. Um, but yeah, I, I, I did enjoy it. But coming out, I think I definitely blossomed and found who I was when I first came out of drama school, I think. Yeah. So how was your journey out of drama school? Did you, um, did you graduate with a job or did you come out and were searching for jobs? So I came out of drama school um, and I think I had about a month or two. And then I went into a job called Firstford Christmas Spectacular, um, which was crazy. Absolutely crazy. That, that job was amazing. Um, especially coming out of drama school. It, it was good because it, it's quite a strict job where they're, that there's a lot of rules and it's straight to the point but they it's amazing if you have a chance to go see that show go and see it because it's sort of like i don't know how to describe it it's sort of like a massive variety show with a huge cast you've got a full cast of singers you've got the um, dancers who are incredible at what they do and you've got a full-on orchestra and then you have speciality acts then um so it's like gymnasts um, who did we have? Those bagpipes in it. It's crazy. Um, so that was an amazing job coming out of drama school, I think. Mm-hmm. And did you think uh, in that bridge of the two months, because obviously that's quite short, so that's quite lucky as well. But did you yeah, ever yeah, yeah. have the thought of like having pressure put on you that you have to have a job in a specific amount of time out of drama school? Of course, because drama school sort of gives you that. Um, you know, you're sort of told, right, everyone, are you graduating soon? And you can see your classmates taking jobs and you're like, ah, 
Oh, okay, you know, and you and it's signing agents as well. Um, mm-hmm. That's another thing which is stress. You know, where I think it's just that thing of stay in your lane, concentrate on yourself because you are different to everyone. There's not two people that are the same. You know, so you really need to come out. I think and just be you, you, be yourself, be your own business. I think and really concentrate on yourself. Um, yeah, it, it's a tough time. It is leaving drama school. I think, but for me, I think. You know, I, I had some great friends, uh, great friends in work. Like we worked together, obviously. Um, it did. <laughs> you know, I think especially with, with our work, we had such a great support network between all of us because yeah. we were all graduates as well, which was amazing. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> did you perform on TV and stuff as well, or did you just do stage work? No, yes, I came Sorry. out, um, and it was a bit of a mix of everything, really. Um, okay. So there was a play at the the old Vic, which was amazing. The old, if you ever get a chance to work at the old Vic the way they treat everyone is just incredible. It's such a family atmosphere. Like, whereas like you'll go to some theatres and it may be quite professional and straight, but the old Vic, every single department is supportive. I remember in the show, we'd have sort of cards and gifts from the social media department, the, you know, the publicity team. It was, it's amazing. And what I love is the fact that they all come together and they, they work alongside each other rather than separately, if that makes sense, where you can yeah. find that in some businesses where each office is very separate. They don't mix. Whereas with the old Vic, everyone, it's a big collaboration, you know, which was great. Um, and then uh, there was Game of Thrones, um, which was my last job, actually, before um, I moved to this side of things. Um, which it was incredible like working on something which has such a big budget like that I think it's just it it blows your mind really and also the amount of jobs that you find you know just behind the camera the amount of people is unbelievable you know it's absolutely crazy but I absolutely loved it so did you find a difference between uh, screen acting and stage acting then oh 100% I mean they're such different things and I think this is why it's helped me as an agent having done it because Mm -hmm. I, I, I can't begin to tell you how, how different they are. Like, of course, it's always finding the truth in acting. Of course it is. It's always that. But with screen acting, it's so different, I think. Um, I can't tell you how different they are. Um, I think with theatre, of course, you have a massive theatre to be able to project to. And, and it's quite out of body in a way where it's a little bit more heightened, I suppose, but still finding the truth, of course. Whereas screen acting, you're, it's a bit more man- manufactured where you're always treating things towards the camera. And obviously the camera essentially is a fly on the wall. It's not meant to be there, mm-hmm. you know? So I think with, with camera, it's, it's less about acting, as we call it as such. And it's more about being in the world of it, feeling it. And that that's enough because it's all through the eyes. It really is with, with screen, especially with self-tapes, for example, with my clients now. It, it's very much, you know, trying to get across to everyone that chill out, breathe. And even when you're doing the script, you literally need to talk like this. You don't need to be able to project because in real life, we don't, we don't shout all the time. Do you know what I mean? We have a conversation. And yeah. I mean, you can't see it on here, but the boom is literally, you know, like a foot away from your mouth. So you don't need to be able to project and be like this in theatre where it's too much, you know? So I think, yeah, there's so many different... Oh, and the doorbells go in. <laughs> I mean, everyone... Honestly, this house, I tell you now, whenever I have like a Zoom call or anything in this lockdown... <laughs> Honestly, it's like Piccadilly oh. Circus. The phone starts going. I mean, it's a delivery, so it's fine. Leave it it's the a reality, you know. It's crazy. But anyway, moving on. Yeah, so after having done a variety of things in the industry as a performer, you then transitioned into the other side of things. How did you make that transition and what urged you to change, essentially? Um, so for me, 
I'm, as you very well may know, I'm very, like, I love mentoring people and sort of helping other people and pushing people and getting the best out of them. You're and great at that. As, as an actor, I think you're always working on yourself, you know? It's very much, you're in your own lane, it's yourself. And for me, that wasn't really enough. Um, as much as I loved acting and I love the art of it, I was lacking that sort of ability and, and that passion that I had that I, I, I couldn't give to other people. And well, I, I was, I was doing it in work, like, you know, with all the other actors, all my friends, I was constantly <laughs> sort of being their second agent as such. But I think I got to a point where it wasn't enough for me. And I, I decided, you know, I think I, I, I'm wasting this skill really, I think. So, um, yeah, I literally, the way I did it was emailed out, spoke to people, people that I knew, obviously. Yeah, I just managed to sort of get some little freelance jobs here and there to build up sort of some experience. Um, yeah, and then I went to McLean Williams, obviously, um, which was amazing. I, I, I learned the job there, obviously, you know, as an agent, which is great. Yeah, and then at the moment at Global Now, I work very closely with Michael Garrett, who um, started Global Artists. And he's sort of like my Gandalf. He, he's taught me so much. Um, and I'm so grateful for that, you know. But I think it's, it's, in life, you, you never stop learning, do you? You know, as an actor, as anything. You know, you come out of drama school, it's that thing of keep going, keep going constantly and absorb everything. Same thing as drama school, take what you need for your toolbox. And things you don't need, that's fine. Leave it to the side. But don't dwell on that stuff, I think. Mm -hmm. You know, because I think people can. They can be quite, oh, I, I need to be able to do everything. And it's like, no, 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 no. I think coming out of drama school, come out, really understand your branding and who you are and what your casting is. But most importantly, what do you want to do? Because coming out and going, I want to do everything, that doesn't really give you a, a blueprint and a journey to go on. It sort of goes, oh, floating around. And that's when people can get lost, I think. Whereas if you come out and you go, this is what I'm passionate about, you know, really pinpoint stuff and set goals for, for yourself as well. Um, I don't really understand when people ask the question oh what's your five-year um, plan because for me that's a waste of time for me what's your monthly plan because five years is a very long time to get um, a result you know whereas in a month you can really break it down of course you can have that goal within five years that's where I'd like to be but you never know where your journey is going to go for example me I never knew that I was going to be an agent do you know what I mean like when I went to drama school so I think you really need to just go with whatever life gives you really you know um, which I think is important yeah, no, it's great. And um, did you start, how do you start out being an agent? Do you do an internship? Yeah, then... so I think the, the, the best way to do it, because you know, at the end of the day, you don't know whether you're more of a casting person or an agent, you know, there's two different sides to it. And I think agenting is selling and casting is buying. So they're, they're very different ways of working, I think. That's the way I sort of see it. Um, and for me, I'm more of a seller. That, that's, I'm, I'm more of a, but that's my thing, if that makes sense. Um, but yeah, I would say go and do an internship, you know, get a job maybe for, if you're in London, like front of house, so you can work in the evenings. Then in the days you can go and, you know, even if it's an unpaid internship, go and do one or two days a week just to get a taste of it, I think, because then you can really know if it's right for you. Um, that way you're not chucking all your eggs in one basket, you're seeing it. And it's the same thing with casting, you know, e email people, you know, you never know when they need another help, helping hand. Maybe it's running for auditions, you know, running for them, running the auditions, getting people in the room. Um, it just gives you a taste of it, I think. So that, that's the best way in it, I, into it, I think. Mm -hmm. I think it's very important to address this coming from an agent and talking with you now. Um, can you tell us a bit 
about what an agent actually does because I think a lot of the times performers have a big misunderstanding and a false perception sometimes of how much work you actually put in and what you actually do. Yeah, yeah. I think people really don't understand what agents do. It, it, it's because I think people just think it's, uh, oh, we sort of sit in the office and we pick up the phone and calls, we do some emails, move <laughs> on to the next thing. Yeah. Um, it is very different. I mean, there's so much admin in this job, which is in- incredible. Like, because everything you do, because um, we use Tagmin, um, which is sort of the portal service for all auditions, any availability, all your clients' details. Um, it's absolutely incredible. Um, it, it makes the, the job so much easier. But I think, you know, every single thing we do, we sort of upload on Tagman, we make a note of it. Anything, you know, because there, there's auditions coming through on Spotlight, on other sort of casting platforms. And then it's a matter of us casting from our lists, then giving to the, the casting directors. And I think, as well as that, I think the, the job of an agent's, sort of it is involved in the casting process which people don't realize I think where we have to really be picky with who we're putting up for the role because say you've got 60 clients you know you can put one or two people up for a role maybe you know I think a lot of actors think oh why can't I go up for that role and sometimes it's because maybe you're not really that right for it or maybe there's someone who's a little bit more right for it on on the list as such you know so I think it's that thing of Go with it and trust your agent. That's the biggest thing I, I can tell you. But within the job, obviously, there's meeting people, um, going to drama schools. So drama school season is a funny one because we're working all day and then we go to the theatre, honestly, every single night for, for, for those months because there's so many drama schools and so many drama schools do so many shows. You know, like one drama school does five different shows and each, and each student is only in one. So you have to go to all five to be able to see everyone. I know it's mad. With some drama schools, you know, they do four shows in a year and you're in two, which is a bit easier. But there's so many drama schools that you have to go to. It's, it's sort of, it takes so much time out of your day, you know, which I think people don't realise we don't stop. And it is a 24-7 job because, you know, you have clients who will need to speak to you at 10pm at night sometimes, you know. So it's that thing of constantly having to be on the ball with it, you know. It's not a 10 to 6 job. Um, which people don't realise. People think it's a nine-to-five job. It's not as ten-to-six, the whole industry. Um, so, yeah, people think that it, it ends at six o'clock, and it really doesn't, you know, because, you know, you're so busy in the day. Like, I try to make time for my clients then in the evenings where I can be like, well, obviously not right now, but, you know, when we're back in normal life, we can sort of come out of it, uh, finish work, come out, and then go for a drink with your clients, and that's your time to be able to see them, you know? So it is a funny one, but it's a hectic job, but I absolutely love it. How many clients does an agent on average have on their books? So it's different for absolutely everyone because okay. you can have some agents who have 400 clients, honestly, like so many clients. And you can have some agents that are more select where there could be maybe 50 or 60 clients, you know, so there's a complete different, different ball game of agents and how many clients they have, because I think it's all very personal and the way that you want to run your list because the way that I run my list is very much, I, I, I want to keep it small and compact where I, I can keep on top of all of my clients, you know. It's about knowing them, for me, not only professionally but personally because when you're pushing them for jobs and, and things like that, you, you have to know them inside out because that's when you can really understand the character and then obviously your client, you know them so well and you go, right, they're so right for this and you have an opportunity to push for them then, you know, which I think is in, invaluable. But yeah, I think everyone works very differently. Obviously, you know, like people have their assistants and that's how they help them run big lists, I suppose. And obviously 
But with those big lists, I think it can be a bit more um, formal, the relationship, because there isn't the sort of time to spend on, on those clients, if that makes sense. It's the same with clients as well. They want different things. Some people want a more professional relationship and it's more formal, whereas some people want more of a nurturing relationship, I think. So there's definitely different ways to, to sort of work it. Um, and also that there's no right way to do it as well which I absolutely love about this industry because everyone's different. Everyone's got their different things, even within global. Um, what I love about global is each person has their different personality and each person runs their list differently. So the way that I, and I, I love the way that someone told me this, it's almost as if there's small businesses within one umbrella of global, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. And it's great because I think everyone bounces off each other and everyone takes, you know, from, from each other and, and learns things, which is great. Mm-hmm. No, that is beautiful. It kind of unites everything together absolutely yeah and do you have any advice for uh people looking for representation be it fresh graduates and also people who have been in the industry for quite a while any advice on how to compose their emails and how to contact you maybe it's not via email i don't know what's best (laughs) yeah 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 um so for this um let's start with emails first of all um with emails, just keep it short and sweet. I mean, at the end of the day, the email isn't going to be the thing that gets you the, the meeting. It's the material that you attach to that email. Hence why I don't understand, oh, it's when people send emails and that they don't attach any showreel or any self-tapes or anything. And I'm like, I haven't seen you. So how am I meant to, you know, go, yeah, I, I love this person and get that buzz, you know? So I think the most important thing is make sure you have material. And for me personally, I really like people to send self-tapes um, because you know, you did it last week, you know, it's not as if it's like three years old sometimes with showreels. Mm-hmm. Um, and also with self-tapes, they're so raw that I can really see your, your ability and who you are, you know, which I think yeah. is great. Um, but with emails, I think keep it short and sweet. I mean, for me personally, I just, you know, this isn't, this is me. This is who I am, where I've trained a bit about you. And then the most important thing for me is this is my casting and this is what I want to do. Because that shows me that you understand your casting and it links with what you actually are. So I, I, I know that, great, they're on it. They're, they're already on it with, with their casting and they're more of a business person already, which is great. So yeah, name, who I am, a bit about you. And then this is my casting and this is what I want to do, which I think is so important because, you know, we can all say, um, oh, I want to do TV and film, you know, but what do you want to do? That's the most important thing because if you don't know what you want to do, how am I meant to know what you want to do, you know? So yeah. I, I, I want you to say, you know, Sex education has been out recently. I think I'm really suited to this type of role. You know, give me examples of stuff because then it's almost spoon feeding. So I, I can go, okay, that makes sense. You know, and it aligns what I, I, I see on your headshot, you know? Yeah, because it is, I think the industry is very broad. So it does make sense if you have to, if you have a very concise picture of yourself, then it does help you as well. Also with headshots, headshots are so important because that is your CV. You know, like, I don't care about the CV. The headshot is the CV because that is the thing that's going to sell you. That's the first thing that someone sees um, of you, you know, whether it's on Spotlight or whether it's on the website or anything. It's always the headshot, which is why you really need to get a headshot that represents you so well. And that's when it comes back to drama schools as well and also in everyday life. But I don't get this thing where people just want a good looking headshot because that's not interesting to me. You know, I mean, if that's your, your casting and, and you know, it, it, you're going for more of like a glossy sort of look, fantastic. But in general, I think you just need an interesting one, which really represents you and is versatile to work across a lot of things, you know. So, mm-hmm. for example, 
some headshot photographers that I absolutely love at the moment are like yellow belly. They're so good at making raw natural shots. But what I, I notice is that, you know, people go to them and they come out looking like them, if that makes sense, rather than, you know, some headshot photographers where the headshot photographer will look, will stand out more than the actor. If mm-hmm. that makes sense. Which yeah. is, is another thing. Um, so, you know, you've got Yellow Belly, you've got Faye Thomas, Jenny Scott, who is great. Um, Michael Shelford, um, Claire Grogan, who is great. Oh God, there's so many headshot photographers that I, I've used, but I think what's good as well as if you've got an agent is really speak to your agent about their opinion on head, headshot photographers and who's going to suit you. Because everyone's got a different vibe. Everyone does different things that, you know, obviously getting, getting the right headshot photographer to match your casting is so important, I think. So really t- take your time with it. And then obviously when you get the headshots through, you've got three million to choose from. So make sure you get opinions on it. And most of the time, don't ask your mother because she'll just choose the one. Oh, that'd be lovely for a Christmas card. And no, no, you know. <laughs> you want the one that means business. Another thing which I think might be interesting, as an agent in the UK, do you put up your clients for international projects as well? Or is it just solely based in the UK? Yeah, so literally casters come through from all over the place. I mean, most TV and film castings um sorry where they're filming is predominantly away you know mm-hmm. on lo- location somewhere um but yeah honestly it, it's everywhere um i think casting these days is, is worldwide like it, it's not sort of pinpointed in one country anymore uh, for example the uk um which i think is great so for that it's just a thing of when it comes through it comes through and then you start casting for it you know and, and you submit your clients for whatever they're right for yeah um which is why like i, I love it when you know, people have lists that are diverse that really have different accents and different backgrounds because I think it's so important because you never know when that job's going to come through and they're asking for a very specific brief and they need those things, you know, which I think is so important. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And in your opinion, what unites us as creatives? What unites us as creatives? Um, I think we all have this buzz that when we're creating and collaborating it's like acting when you're on stage you have that buzz as an agent when you have a client that's so close to that job and they get it it's that buzz again you know i think we all have this thing in us it's the same as casting when they're casting a show someone walks in and they're they're amazing i I can't really describe it but it's this energy isn't it and i think as well as that us as creatives we're such collaborative people that when we come together i think we all just bounce off each other and i think we're also open I think as actors and creatives and everyone in the industry, everyone's so open because you have to be because everyone else is, you know, which I think is great, which I think it really brings out a lot of goodness in people, you know? Totally agree. And what's the biggest thing you have learned on your journey as a creative? What have I learned? Um, You've learned so much, Tom. (laughs) Shut up. Um, (laughs) Do you know what? What did someone say to me once? It was, um, if an experience isn't positive, then it's a lesson. I like that. And that's the biggest thing for me because obviously we all have so many hurdles that we have to get over, you know, um, and things that go badly. And I think people dwell on it too much and they go, oh God, that went bad. When really, look at it, see, see what you learned from that experience. If, if an audition went badly, come out, don't get upset about it, just go, right, why did it go badly then? All right, fab, I, that's in my toolbox ready now for next time. I know how to avoid that or ways to cope with, with that sort of situation, you know? I think everything was a lesson at the end of the day. Um, and I think as well as that, just like I said about, about 
drama school training and, and everything coming out, know your worth, know your ability, because not everyone's going to like you at the end of the day. You're not going to be everyone's cup of tea. So when someone does just go, no, you're not for me, that's absolutely fine. I'm going to go find the other million people that I am their cup of tea, you know, because at the end of the day in this industry, everything isn't fact, like everything is opinion, you know, and everyone's got different opinions. So if you're not the right person for someone, that's absolutely fine, you know, like keep going, keep going, because I know your worth at the end of the day. Well, it, it comes back to the point of take what you need, isn't it? Take what you need and leave the rest aside, you know, to be able to build yourself, because you are your own business. And not every business is going to be the same. Not every business needs the same things, you know. And I think as well as that, coming back to the thing of coming out of audition rooms and it being a negative experience, um, I think you need to let things go a lot easier, if that makes sense. What makes you unique as a creative? Um, What makes me unique? Um, I think my biggest thing, which I I never saw as as a... uh, like a, an important thing I think is going back to the thing about letting things go I think I'm a very placid person that looks at things from afar and I'm able to process things very easily and I think it, it's it's about you know I, I don't dwell on things too much I think um and in this industry it's so important to be able to experience things and then let the universe to take it, it, it its charge you know because I'm a big believer in put things out in the universe and from that, like, wait and see. If it comes back, it comes back. And I say this with clients as well. I use this term about a boomerang. Come out of an audition, let the boomerang go, and it'll come back. If you're holding on to that boomerang and you're stressed, it's not going to come back, you know? So mm-hmm. when I have a client ringing back, oh, have you heard about the audition? You know I, I would have phoned you if I had heard about it, you know? And, and there's an ongoing joke where I'm literally like, you haven't let the boomerang go. And they're like, oh, no, I haven't, you know? And I'm like, let that boomerang go, because when you let it go, it comes back. And I think in this industry, it's so important to really train that, like you said, train that muscle because there's so much rejection in, in this industry and there's so much going on that, you know, if you held on to every single thing that happened, you, you'd, you'd go insane, wouldn't you? You know, you'd be so stressed and so much anxiety, which so many people have anyway, you know. So to be able to relieve that, I think we have to just sort of treat everything as, you know, it is what it is. Like we can't change what's happened. Go in the audition room, do your best, you know. And it's not about giving them what they want. It's about going in and showing your version of that, you know, be your own personality because that, that's your selling point, you know? And I think coming out of drama school, have your, your branding, have your, your, your look, your style and everything, because I think that adds so much more to it. And when, when you're comfortable in yourself, that's when you're really settled in this industry, I think, and really just understand it and understand that, you know, we're not going to get every single job. Of course we're not. We're going to get one in God knows how many jobs, but it's about, pushing and knowing your ability I think yeah do you think that your experience as a performer before becoming an agent helped you in any way in your job now 100% 100% because first of all I understand how everything works you know even like terminology and things like that like if you're new into this industry and you come straight in as a, a creative like an agent for example you've got so much to learn you know so much to learn with it but I think as well I have a lot to give advice wise you know um to my clients because i've already been there i understand it even with self tapes the way that you treat things the way that you use your eyes and and what makes it look better like i've experienced that so i can but honestly i mean most self tapes that my clients send i always say to them you know send it to me via whatsapp or whatever let me watch it first 
So don't take your, your self-tape set up down because more than likely I'll say, do it again, this is my note, you know? Because at the end of the day, I want you to get the job, you want to get the job. So why wouldn't your agent want to note you and, and make it the best it can be, you know? So yeah, for me, I think it's been invaluable in, in the advice I consider pass on, on to my clients, I think. Um, and also just understanding the way that actors are, you know, because they're a completely different species. I, 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 well, I was, do you know what I mean? Like, um, and I think it's so interesting the way that people work and having been in that position of having that anxiety and, and like being tense all the time and worrying about the next thing. I think because I've been there, I can understand and I'm able to sort of pass on my knowledge and go, right, breathe, you know, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine, especially for graduates this year, because obviously it is a stressful time because everyone's going, oh, I haven't had my showcase. Ah, ah, and it's stress. And it's just breathe. You know, the industry's not moving anytime soon. Calm down. It's going to be fine. And if anything, I think that the graduates this year have had a lot of exposure, which has been amazing. People have been really open to seeing them, you know, um, which I think is amazing. And also, I think right now the industry... Um, as a whole, agents, casting directors, everyone, it's more accessible than ever, you know? So right now, as people are, get on those online workshops, meet people, get out there, like work on your self-taping skills. And then alongside that, don't be afraid that, you know, you can have days where you can just breathe and just have a day to yourself because you have to. And that's not only in lockdown, that's in everyday life. You know, so many people are like, I have to get to Pineapple and, 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 and do these classes and do this and I have to go do an online workshop. So like, breathe, you know, which comes back to the thing, I think, of have your monthly plan. Set out what you want to achieve in that month and don't overachieve, if that makes sense. No, it does. I'm, I'm one of those people that was always like, oh my God, I need to do all these things. I don't have time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I completely get where you're coming from. Yeah, it, it does help when you have like a day off, set your one day off. And just chill and you won't miss out. I've learned that as well. So I agree with yeah, you. Yeah, you won't miss out, you know. And if anything, it's a bit like when you go to the gym. When you have your rest days, that's when your muscles really repair. It's the same mm. thing. Like your brain is a muscle, you know, it needs to repair. Your body needs to repair from stuff, you know. Yeah. And do you have any last comments or advice for our listeners? I think just coming back to what I said about really take this time to obviously work on yourself, understand your, your branding, you know, what your casting is, because you are a business, you are a business and you have to treat yourself as a business. You know, you have to go, right, who am I? What am I looking like? What, what am I visually like? You know, like the way I dress, is it matching the sort of characters that I'm right for my casting, you know, um, look at your rep is my rep, you know, and, and this is another thing coming out of drama school, everyone goes, Oh, I have this song, this song, this song. But then look at the shows that are out as well. Look at the shows that you're castable for. Do you have songs ready for them? Because you never know where, you know, David Grindrod's going to be like, right, casting tomorrow night at 9am and it's 4pm. 4, 4 you know, sometimes it happens where they have last minute slots that you get chucked into. So really pre be prepared. You know, make a list of all, all those shows, even if they're not in town, and make sure you have songs ready for them. Because you never know last minute when it happens, you know. And in that rep folder, I think, just find songs that really... You, not 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 just pretty songs but songs that you think i can really act these songs because for me it's all about the acting that is the base of everything um if i don't believe it then i don't enjoy it you know and that's the same for dance singing everything hence why people like amelda staunton like she, she's not the most incredible singer but she uses that in her roles you know which i think is invaluable and that creates sort of longevity i think in a career where if you're coming from musical theater and you want to do tv and film you know you have to work your ass off to be able to do that because 
obviously you've been in a background which is a different sort of type of acting but get those self tapes down work on that craft you know get to classes because a lot of people are like oh i'd like to do tv and film that's fine but you need to work at it you know because some people have been in drama school doing acting for three years straight just that you know whereas you've been doing musical theater which is everything which i think is great because you've got so many more skills to give you know and then transferring across it, it's that thing of you know use your skills to try and get into some of those jobs because you never know when one of those jobs will be like a, a disney program where they need people to sing for example that's a, a great way of of getting in there you know by okay i've got that that skill but then equally you have to be a good enough actor for it for tv and film that different type of acting you know which i think is is completely different but yeah i think that's everything just keep busy and like i said over this time chill breathe because we've got such a long time you know and, and it's hard being in the same house with, whether you're with f- family or friends your housemates you know you're seeing the same people every day so it, it is stressful you know um, but just do what you can. That's all, all, all I'll say. And, and in this industry, my motto in it, in, in life in general, is don't try, choose. Um, and that means, you know, if you want to be in, in The Witcher season two, don't try being it, choose to be in it. What is your blueprint to, to get to there, to get that, that meeting with Faye Timby and Sophie, Sophie Holland, you know? What, what do you have to do to achieve that? And that comes back to the monthly plan. You know, what are your, what is your, your blueprint for that month? You know, what are you going to achieve in that? So don't try, choose to do it. And I think that, that, that helped me as well as an actor, because rather than going, oh, I've tried, choose to do it, keep plowing on, you know, keep plowing through that field because it, it will come at some point And it's just a matter of you believing and pushing, 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 pushing and pushing yourself, you know? Yeah, definitely. And then you've achieved it at one point. <laughs> well, exactly. It'll come. And like I said, your, your road will swerve and go into different lanes and do different things. So that's why the long-term plans don't really work out as well, because you never know where you'll end up, mm. you know? And like I said, coming back to the point about, you know, if, if, if an experience isn't positive, then it's a lesson, you know, yeah. keep learning. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The keep learning, I think is very important to always remember that no matter how long you've been out in the industry, no matter how old you are, how young you are, you always have things to learn. There's always more yeah. to do with the skill. Cause like, I think our industry just develops. It, it's constantly in development. So we constantly have things to learn and to adjust yeah. and everything. So I think that's a very big, important message to never stop learning. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, that was that. Thank you so much for coming on today. No worries. Thank you for having me. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Artist Avenue will be back next Wednesday with another exciting interview. Make sure to hit the subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean and Google Podcasts and also to follow us on social media so you don't miss a thing. Keep spreading the word and see you next week. Bye.